Welcome to Mornings with Ken. Hey, I've been uh, off for a little while, but I'm back. I'm back. I'm glad you stopped by. You know the routine. Go get that cup of coffee, that virtual donut, pull up a chair, and stay a while. I'm really glad you're here. You know, when I was a child, I recall being at school, grade school, and sitting at my desk and looking out the window, and it would be uh, much like a day-to-day, kind of gray skies, rainy, and I would sit there and, and look out the window And see the rain coming down and hitting the windows. And as young as I was, I thought to myself, truly there must be a God. There must be a God who created rain and then who told it to rain. Who created the planets, the stars, the suns. Who created the clouds and, and, and told them how they can pour loose and let water fall from the clouds? Someone had to do that. That's kind of weird. I don't know. Like at the young age of, uh, I don't know, grade school, sitting in my classroom pondering that question and thinking to myself there must be a God so every time it rained at least for me when I was a child it reminded me of God there must be a God because this couldn't just happen out of nowhere There had to be someone, a designer, who designed it this way. And that's kind of what I wanted to talk about a little bit. You know, I was having a conversation with someone, and we were kind of passionately debating uh, a, a, a matter And the person was very passionate about what he was saying. And I was passionate about what I was saying. And and, uh, I had to tell this person in the conversation, hey, but I see it with my own eyes. And it doesn't really matter what the subject was. Um, It wasn't a religious subject. But I told him, you don't understand. I'm not telling you something that I don't see or know about. I see with my own eyes this issue. And I really don't want to say what issue it was. And 
when you see something, you you know what you're talking about. You have evidence. When you see the evidence, you can you can stand pretty firm, and um, it kind of led me to who Jesus was. And I can't take credit for this. Um, Someone said a little blurb um, about the Apostle Paul in the Bible. They didn't really expound on it, but they just mentioned Paul and and him believing in Christ. Um, In in the Bible, um, he first was called Saul. And as Saul, he was a Pharisee of Pharisees, uh, meaning that he was a son of a whole line of history of forefathers um, who were born and educated and believed as the Pharisees did. Um, Saul, Saul was trained in one of the best schools, uh, you know, went to synagogue, trained to be a, a, a Jew of a Jew, a Pharisee of a Pharisee. So he grew up that way. Paul was a very, or Saul, was a very intelligent man. And as a Pharisee, he believed in the Mosaic Law, the Jewish traditions. And he had brothers. And he would go around and persecute the early church. The early church. Christ um, was crucified, buried, and then raised from the dead. And Christianity was spreading, you know, very quickly in the Jewish and, you know, Greek community. And Paul was to put, Paul was to put a stop to it. Well, um, we know that Paul was um, at the stoning of Stephen. And, um, yeah, Paul would go and he would, uh, get permission from the local government to find out where these Christians were and throw them in jail, stone them to death. Um, the Bible reports that, um, when Stephen, a follower of Christ was stoned to death, Paul was there watching it all. Paul would drag people out of their homes and have them killed um, because he was a Pharisee. He was a Jewish and they they were trying to stop the early church, Christian church, the followers of Christ. Well, look what the look what the book of Acts Acts says. Let's take a look at the book of Acts. But Paul, still breathing threats 
and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues at Damascus, so that if he found any belonging to the way men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. Now, as he went on his way, he approached Damascus, and suddenly a light from heaven shone around him, and falling to the ground, he heard a voice saying, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Now think about that, folks. Think about that. Here's this guy named Saul, whose historians cannot disprove um, that he was a real person. He lived. Um, he, he was beheaded later in Rome. They can't dispute him in history. Um, he traveled um, in the Asia Minor area and some uh, up even into Spain and you know put building or, or being the uh, uh, epistle writing letters to the churches that he founded I guess I was looking I was struggling for the word the words to say but um, the churches that he founded um, in these different um, cities and he he would visit them and he would write them letters so this is factual history no historian has come out and tried to basically disprove paul existed I'm, i mean i'm sure there's been books that have written but no educated scholar um would would try to say paul did not exist so saul i'm gonna i keep using his name interchangeable because later he's changed to paul um, actually, on the road to Damascus that we just read out of Acts, um, his encounter with Christ on the road to Damascus, his name is changed to Paul. And you have to think about this. If we establish that Paul was a real person, he really did persecute the early church, the, the disciples... The apostles of Christ were afraid of Saul. They heard of they've 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 known of Saul. You can read the Gospels and, and see where they were very familiar with with uh, Saul, as he would go through town to town and basically hunt down the Christians and have them stoned to death. So the apostles following the way of Christ, knew of Saul. Could you imagine then Saul has an encounter with Christ and Saul is changed in a moment and becomes a believer and follower of Christ. Now could you imagine, this is Paul A Pharisee of Pharisee, a Jew, studied in the synagogue, studied at a great um, university that escapes my mind right now. Um, tradition says he was at, a, you know, 
studied under the greatest university, um, the synagogue. His family had a whole line of being part of the Pharisees. This guy was very Jewish, and they hated Christ, Jesus. They hated him. Now, so Saul goes in and tries to destroy the early church. Really think about this. This is real history here. Saul starts to try to murder the apostles and any followers of Christ of the early church. Then he has an encounter with Christ and he becomes a follower of Christ. Think about that. He had real brothers. I don't know if he had sisters. Real brothers, a mom, a dad, aunts and uncles and cousins, all growing up in the Jewish tradition. Maybe some of his, I mean, his cousins are probably Pharisees or brothers. His father was, you know, a Pharisee. He's, he's a Pharisee among Pharisees. For him to leave his family behind a safe place to be in um, and think he's he's important person. Paul has the ability to go around from town to town and under his own law, you know, basically have people stoned to death. He's a powerful man. For him to turn his back on his position in society, his, his family, to his reputation, the rejection of his family after turning to Christ, he was willing to give all that away and become a part of a movement that followed the very Christ that he hated. Think about that. Paul, a real person in history, a killer of the Christians and those in the you know the early church. He leaves his safe, powerful position, disowned by his family, most likely, he would be disowned by his, his Jewish people. Um, would disown you if you know if you leave the Jewish faith and follow the very people that he was trying to kill. That shows me the truth that Jesus Christ was who he says he was, the Son of the Living God. Christ was the Messiah, is the Messiah. You, you just don't leave your safety of your family, of your Jewish community, and follow the same thing that you hated and tried to destroy 
think about that. The apostles themselves, when they heard of Saul, were afraid of him. And then later, after his encounter with Christ on the road to Damascus, he is welcomed in to the church. Welcomed in into the church. That doesn't happen. That doesn't happen without the Spirit of God. That is an amazing, amazing historical event. An amazing historical event. Things like that just don't happen. But God knew what he was doing and he turned Saul's heart towards himself. And God even gave him a new name, Paul. And, uh, you know, you can, you know, I challenge you, research the Bible. Research what it says. Why would a guy in the days of Christ seek out and kill those that followed Christ and then in turn follow the Christ that he once hated um, all because he had an encounter with Christ. Remember, Christ was always was already dead, buried, and resurrected and ascended back to heaven. But God gave Paul an encounter on the road to Damascus. And that is amazing. You know, just as as I was a little child in my grade school grade school classroom looking out the window and seeing the rain. No, I didn't hear voices. But what what it represented to me was God saying, I'm here. I'm here. Even nature declares the glory of the Lord. Hey, thanks for stopping by today, guys. I love you guys. Um, I hope you still enjoy the show. I enjoy making it. So let's do this again another day. Love you guys. Bye-bye.